0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Build Muscle and Burn Fat podcast. Today's episode is going to be very short and simple because I think that's what it needs to be. Now earlier this year, actually at the start of 2023, I released one of our best episodes which was 7 Foods to Avoid if You're on a Fat Loss. Now that is a pretty useless episode unless you are able to start to know what you should eat. Because showing you what you need to eat or what you don't need to eat, should I say, is kind of just fear monging and it gives you a bit of sense of uncertainty of what you should do. Now, I always say this and I'm gonna say it straight up front right now, what I have on my list are things that I've just realized as well. Technically, yes, I am a certified nutritional coach um, but we always make sure we teach people that you shouldn't be scared of certain foods. Even with the foods in the foods you should avoid, Those are foods that you can still have. Just don't have large portions of it or know when you should have them in different parts of your training season because you're not always gonna be in a fat loss. You're also gonna be in muscle gain. You're gonna be in a festive mode and it's okay to have these parts of your life at different parts of your year. So today what I'm gonna show you is the list of seven foods you should have, especially if you're looking to gain muscle. But even if you were to gain muscle or lose fat, These food groups would definitely be part of it. How much you have of it is obviously gonna be different, but here's a little tip to the people out there. Even if you are in a so-called bulking phase or gaining muscle phase, a phase where you wanna put on some weight intentionally, you're gonna be eating the same foods anyway, but you're gonna be eating different portion sizes of it throughout the day. So if there could be any category of food, or seven foods that I could categorize that you should eat more of, regardless if you're in a fat loss phase or in a gaining phase, these are the seven foods, you would just mediate the portion sizes. Now number one, number one is gonna be eggs. And I know some people will be like, hey, do you mean egg whites? No, I mean actual eggs. Eggs with the yolk, complete and whole. Now this is a great food because A, it's super good for protein, but it has so much amino acids as well as the fact it can also give you some good immune system boosters as well. Next thing is it's very, very easy to be able to prepare. You could technically boil them and then you could take them to work. I'm not sure if you like to do that. You could fry them multiple ways or scramble them. Very easy to eat, very palatable. If you're in a fat loss phase, very easy to prepare. If you're in a gaining phase, very easy to be able to eat lots of and still be able to hit quite a few nutrients as well. Now people do ask me about the whole egg whites thing. Should I have egg whites or egg yolks? This is what I personally would say. Have the egg yolks to what fits for your daily goals of course. For the egg whites plus yolk, it's a serving of protein and also one serving of fat. So that's your thumb of fat and a palm of protein. It's technically not a lot of protein, but it's enough to go, hey, look, if you eat two of them, it might give you one palm size protein, and then I would say one thumb size of fat for every yolk that you have. Now, if you feel like one protein, sorry, if you feel like one egg with one egg yolk, which is your thumb size, is gonna be okay, but you want more protein out of it, this is where you can start to mix it up with some more egg whites so that you get more protein without just the bland flavor without the yolk, because egg whites by themselves, I'm not gonna lie, is pretty disgusting. And I want to also make this also a very practical episode and how I would prepare this would be obviously oiling my pan and then I'd heat it up nice and hot. I'd make sure I'd have my eggs ready and beat them up, put them into the pan and let that kind of fry on one side. This is where you can have a little bit of fun with it If you have leftovers, you can always put some leftover meat into it to get some extra protein. You can put some cheese on it to make it a little bit tastier, depending once again on your caloric goals or your portion sizing that you have. Add some vegetables. For me personally, I like to have this with kimchi. Just tastes really great when it's warm. And then you kind of flip it over and you have a really nice omelet for you to have in the mornings. Now for myself, I leave the house at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. sometimes. So this is not super practical. But even for a lunchtime breakfast lunch kind of situation when I come home roughly around two o'clock, works really well, give it a go. Maybe it's something that you have in your little menu that you cook up a storm with. Don't even get me started with how you can side it up with some bacon and turkey bacon if you happen to be wanting to save some of those fats. I get the feeling that I'm gonna probably get some controversial uh, questions about some of the food selections I have, but I will justify every single thing that I have. So the next one is bread. And I'm like, oh my God, no, Sean, you chose bread? Everyone says bread is bad. I'm choosing wholemeal and sourdough breads. Now, some people will still argue with me and go, hey, look, that's not great for you, but this is my list so you can make your own TV show, or your own podcast and tell me about it all over there and I won't listen to it. But what i found with having at least sourdough bread, you definitely reduce the amount of volume of white bread that you might have. Your energy levels tend to stay the same, and you don't have huge like, spikes of energy and then dips once again like you would with white bread. Now, white bread has its time and place, but personally, I just don't have a time or place for it, ironically. I just prefer having wholemeal bread around the house. And there's several ways that you can have it. So if I'm eating it with my eggs as well, perfect dish right there. If I just need some quick carbohydrates to have before I'm training, maybe an hour before, toast it up and have some peanut butter or some jam and that's enough to make sure I have enough energy to get me through my workout too. So wholemeal bread, very very useful and if not, if I'm really really lazy, I'll make a sandwich with yes, eggs, some kimchi and maybe some deli meats as well, depending if I have that around the house. Uh, We always have some sort of protein, we always have some sort of vegetable like a kimchi this is just what we do at our house. Do you have to do it? Definitely not, but it's worked for me and it might work for you too. So the next one that we have after this is fruit. Now, I actually hate eating fruit because I hate preparing fruit. So I'm going to give you the practical reasons. If I weren't for my wife, who was very good with her fruit intake, I probably would not have as much fruit as I do now. But I have seen an amazing amount of benefit from energy even just like muscle growth and just my body feeling so much better with having fruit and vitamins and minerals it's all that kind of good stuff but I'm going to give you the practical ways of how you can get it in so for myself like I said if it wasn't for my wife and her preparation and our actual intent uh, I probably wouldn't eat as much fruit the ones that I do tend to eat most of are like grapes where you can just wash them and eat them and kind of go from there but other ones like you have to cut like mangoes. Yeah, it's not going to happen for me. Even with apples and pears, because I've uh, I don't want to damage my teeth because my teeth are pretty weak, so to speak. <laughs> probably more of a reason for me to eat it. Anyone who's in that dental hygiene or dental area is probably thinking that's the reason why you should eat fruit, especially your apples. Well, maybe I'll think about it after this. But the way that I get my fruit mostly is frozen. And I do this in the mornings when, once again, I'm leaving the house and I don't have time for breakfast. So the night before, I'll make a smoothie. And the best way to do this for me, and there's two ways I will do it, depending if I've got more calories or if am in a gaming stage or more of a fat loss phase, um, I will have my shaker bottle, of course, or my blender bottle, should I say. I'll first put either milk if I want to make sure I get extra calories in, or I'll just put water if I just wanna make sure I'm reducing some calories now probably adds up to about 100 calories, but across the week, that's 500 to 600 calories that I don't have to do or cut out. Very simple replacement. I put one scoop of protein in this specific order so it doesn't clump. Then I also put in some frozen um, fruit. So this will be a typical blend that we get from Costco. And it has strawberries, dragon fruit, banana, and mango, I think. And it just gives us a great amount of flavor in it too. Now, I try to choose a quite kind of neutral protein powder. So I'm just using like Optimum Whey and this is a vanilla flavor. And then if I want to, if I happen to, I've only done this twice in the last year, is put some spinach in there to get some more vitamins and minerals and you can't taste it at all if you blend it really well. And one of the things I'd say for those people out there, if you're short on time, definitely invest in a blender. I think we have the Nutribullet and I'm not sponsored. I wish I was, cause it's a great investment. And it's been helping me quite a bit when I've been trying to put in some more extra calories. Just be aware if you happen to be in a fat loss phase that if you are drinking your calories, it's probably going to take away the fact that you may not be feeling full because you're taking away the chewing factor. So just be aware before you cut the calories and you're drinking smoothies like this, see if you can replace it with a sit-down meal instead. But fruit nonetheless, and that's how I get it. I'll tell you a story actually. So um, after one of my fat loss phases last year, my Fit by 30, I was craving for one of these brownies that the cafe near my work has. So I bought it and it was this thick, gooey chocolate brownie and I ate it and I kind of enjoyed it the first two bites and the third and fourth bite kind of felt kind of sickly. It was very buttery. And I said to myself like, man, this actually tastes horrible compared to just the organic strawberries that we get from the farm near our house and I thought to myself, oh shit, I just wasted some calories eating this disgusting, it was actually delicious, but this overly indulgent brownie when I'd rather I would just have a smoothie, oh sorry, a strawberry from the organic farm instead. And that way, it really kind of just rewired my brain. And as you can probably hear, the foods that I'm choosing are mostly less processed based foods. So if you haven't done this kind of like elimination diet to actually rewire your brain to eat more processed or less processed foods. You'll feel an amazing difference once you have and food starts to taste different and you start to value things like strawberries instead of a chocolate brownie. Trust me. It sounds weird, I know, but it's a true fact. from Speaking from experience. Now the next one I've got is a category I try to not make this so broad, but I didn't wanna make it so specific where you'd be like, well, I can't eat that. But coming from the background of myself being in a fitness industry, and for those of you who are listening to this and have never seen me, coming from an Asian background, lean proteins is definitely one of the things that people under consume. And I always say that it's believed because most Asian populations didn't have the costs to be able to eat proteins and my mom would tell me about stories when growing up you'd be lucky to get a chicken frame once a week and everything was mostly canned fish rice and vegetables so i think that is still the the root cause for why you know southeast asian or most asian countries do not consume a lot of lean meat unless it's mostly pork because from my understanding it's very cheap to be able to feed a pig compared to other animals so I do recommend a lot of people to eat lean proteins and lean meats, and this could be your fish, your chicken breast, chicken thighs, turkey, beef of any kind as well, but try not to deep fry it first of all, very very prominent when you're in Southeast Asia, and notice I didn't say things like pork and lamb, because those ones tend to have a little bit more fat, but if you can hit those five over there and try and rotate them, like coincidentally there's five of them and there's Monday to Friday, so you can have doubles in certain days. But how you're gonna cook this is gonna be up to you. For what we do here at my house, if it's beef mince very easily, we'll just turn it into taco seasoning. If we're gonna stir fry it up with some veggies and everything, for me personally, I put a lot of garlic, ginger, chili, soy sauce and fish sauce and kinda let it um, caramelize with that and then put some vegetables in to give it some extra flavor. Stir fry that in within the same pan and you have a great dish from there as well. But how you cook things is gonna be a really good indicator of how you're going to enjoy it. And for me personally, of course, like you here, I try not to put too much sauces that have high calorie values into it. So I'm not deep frying things, there's no panko crumbs or anything like that. We do do that sometimes, we do have fun here, I swear. But we mostly try and use things like soy sauce, fish sauce, and a really easy one would be things like a Uh, Fish sauce hoisin sauce and even maybe some honey as well to kind of give you that sticky taste and then you can kind of grill It from there as well. I need to probably get you some actual recipes So if you haven't already, please join the free Facebook group that I have and I'll put the description box I'll put the description link should I say into the description box. I said that wrong, but we'll go with it And you know what I mean? join the facebook group and i'll share some recipes there that's a free facebook group where i just want people to be able to have a community and have a chat because with podcasts it's a one way conversation mostly and i want to have conversations with people who are like-minded and who are listening to me and want to ask more questions about so make sure you join that group i'll accept you in it's a private one so not anyone can just join Uh, make sure you answer the questions because if there's absolutely nothing and it's all blank i will definitely decline you thinking you're going to advertise or be a bot. All right, so we've got through the lean meats. Now vegetables, very easy for me personally. There's two ways I do this. The lazy way is getting a bag of frozen vegetables and I usually just get the peas, corn, and carrot complex mixes and I leave it inside the freezer. I get a scoop of it, put it into my lunchbox, put my meat protein that I have left over from dinner and then put it back into the fridge Before you know it, the next day, that's my food prep. I'm sticking in the microwave and there you are. You have your vegetables and you have your meat. If you already have cooked rice as well. You can add that in or you can have some sort of other carbohydrate if you have potatoes for instance, or even pasta too. Those are some really good sources of carbs, but we're focusing on vegetables today. That's how I do my lazy veg, frozen. Now, if you need fresh veg, this is one of my favorite ones to cook up. It's gonna be like some sort of Asian vegetable and this is what I do because I'm Asian uh, I think it's bok choy choice sum, anything of those two just slice them up you know broccolini I mixed up too. get some carrots get some cauliflower break that up put it in and then add some ginger add some soy sauce add some magic seasoning as well salt pepper and if you had some sliced chilies too and just cook that up and stir-fry it that's just perfect And to be honest, that's the kind of flavor that I go for most of the time, flavor profile. For yourself, you might have to find something, but that's pretty safe to do. Even for vegetables, we're not too fancy here because when you have once again gone through this process, fresh vegetables taste really sweet, really delicious too. So I'm not lying. Why would I lie anyway? But this is also my flavor profile, but don't get me wrong, I'm not a freak. Everything tastes better with gravy. And certain gravies out there, have low calories, but we're not gonna talk about gravy today, but ongoing joke in my house, how good is gravy, and a gravy makes everything better. It's definitely true. <laughs> okay, so our next one, this is gonna shake some heads too. Rice and pasta. You definitely need to get more rice and pasta into your diet. Now, before you start going, buying, going on to buy all sorts of rice and pasta, whole meal, just like you did with your bread, Now for rice, look, I know that everyone does not like brown rice, not everyone likes it. I do personally because it has more chew factor, it tastes better um, and I actually feel better as well because I relate a lot of my foods to how it makes me feel as opposed to what I think I need, which is why I don't eat burgers every single day because it makes me feel lethargic as much as I love it. That's something that you just tend to do when you're older, you tend to want to feel good not just feel like shit. So loud car outside, hope you guys didn't hear that. So when it comes to rice, I actually say basmati rice because this one here has low GI and you can still eat a good amount before it makes you uh, full. And it doesn't have that many calories compared to, but one palm size serving or one, you know, one fist size serving gets you pretty far. That takes as one carbohydrate for those people who are following my hand portioning methods but if you're doing it by calories as well, it's actually not that bad. It depends on which method you're using, but I still think that rice is worth having. Carbohydrates are not bad, especially if you're choosing better ones as well. Now, the last part of that bond was pasta. You can get really good pastas out there which have really good protein and carb ratios. Now, some people will say, well, The pasta that has high protein doesn't taste better but it could be a lot worse if that's your biggest problem because if you're going to continue eating the pasta that has high amounts of carbohydrates and low amounts of protein then that means you have to make a sacrifice of eating less of it because of serving size or you're going to have to eat more protein which is going to be more boring or harder for you for digestion wise so choose which one you want to go with but you have to make sure that you stick to your guns on why you're saying it and i'm saying it because If I can eat protein pasta that means I can reduce the amount of meat that I'm eating which makes my stomach feel a little bit better. So I can sacrifice a bit of the fact that it's not as good as normal pasta. It's not as soft but hey it makes me still feel very good and I get to eat less volume of meat because I realize that sometimes more meat makes me more tired. So the ones that we tend to choose, we do have some of the pasta brands in Australia where it's like a red lentil and it actually, it's not too bad if you boil it a little bit longer. I feel like a hypocrite when I say this, but yes, when you boil it a little bit longer, it tastes better. But sometimes you kind of have to overcook it. I'm sure someone's listening to this podcast shaking their head, going, That's not the way you do it. But I don't care because it still tastes good. And I mix it up with some vegetables and a little thing that I guess I'm not sure if people out there do this. But when you're sick in an Asian household, you have chicken stock, pasta, and some vegetables like literally just peas in it and it's like the perfect soup to send you back to sleep once you've got a cold or something but I still eat that in a wintertime meal. Good for muscle building too. And I don't care what people say out there as long as you hit your protein goals but carbohydrate has a big role in building muscle and shaping muscle too because that's what gives you the fullness but it also gives you the energy too. there we are. So to go through that and we were eggs, we've got a whole meal, Uh, Bread, we've got fruit, lean meats, vegetables, we've got rice and pasta as number six together. Now number seven, technically this is not a food, but number seven is going to be water. And like I said, this is my list and this is also my experiences. I'm horrible with drinking water, but I have realized that the more water that I drink or closer to the required amount of two two liters to two and a half liters, I feel better, I recover better, my skin's better, my joints don't creak as much, and just training overall is so much more constructive as well. And if you're trying to you know, sustain yourself in a healthy lifestyle, these are things that you need to know. Because if you didn't know this and you just, you just know, try to drink more Powerade, which has got sugar and salt, and you're getting more thirsty, there are times and places for things like this, but trying to hit the nail on the head and notice how none of these things are supplements. If you're not for to you know, own a supplement company, I would 100% say that these seven things on this list are still things you need to have in your diet. Now, if you're in a fat loss phase or in a you know, muscle gaining phase or strength gaining phase, your portion sizes are gonna be different, your ratios of certain things will be different. For example, you may not be having as much full eggs compared to egg whites, but these are gonna still help you long-term as well Now, if you listen to this farm, all I can say is if you want to train with me for six weeks for nutritional coaching, I am doing it at a promotional price. I don't know how long I can do this for, but my capacity of work that I can take on new clients is going to be very full very soon. So if you are listening to this, don't miss out. I'm only doing it for $97 for six weeks, and it involves the full gold class experience, including modules that will guide you through what we're going to do. You're gonna message me in real time as well. So it's not a bot, it's not anyone else pretending to be me, it's actually me messaging you through the coaching app. And we're gonna work on your nutrition. You're gonna do weekly check ins with me, once again, loud car outside. But I don't want you to miss out. So all I can say is if you feel like you want to do this, definitely take on that challenge. I'm gonna put the link in the description box where you can purchase this $97 offer. All I can say, is it's probably gonna last maybe seven days or until I get the first five people to fill out the spots. So whenever this episode comes out, five spots left. Hopefully you will take this on and we can help you out from there. Guys, all I can say, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like it, share it with a friend, screenshot it and tag me on your Instagram stories. So that's sean.momentum, dot nmomentum And I just wanna know who's in the group and who's actually listening too. Speaking of groups, join the Facebook group. It's free. I would love to have a conversation with you. Take care, everybody, and keep building momentum.